What's up, you guys? Welcome to another episode of Constance the Podcast. I'm your host, Constance Annan. I have been on Twitter a lot lately. Not really a lot lately, but I was on it this morning. And there was a huge discussion about people putting ketchup on eggs. I feel like that's absolutely just I actually really hate ketchup. I think ketchup is one of the most childish condiments in the world. I think it's wild when people eat chicken and ketchup, chicken tenders and ketchup. Even fries and ketchup. I'm a little bit like, okay, mm. ketchup is just so childish to me. Like, I really hate ketchup as a condiment. I don't think ketchup belongs on eggs. I don't think it belongs on rice. I really think it's one of those condiments that just should not exist unless you're eating a burger. Burgers are the one con- are the one piece of food that I'm like, okay, ketchup makes sense. I know people are probably like, Constance, what the fuck? Why the fuck are you starting to take this episode off like that? Bitch, I don't know. But there was a lot of discussion about ketchup. And don't tell anybody that you put ketchup on eggs. You should be embarrassed to say that because that's disgusting. How do y'all like y'all eggs? I really hate scrambled eggs. Fuck scrambled eggs. I really hate eating other people's eggs. I feel like other people's eggs. I just feel like eggs are one of those things that you just eat when you make them out of your home. Anytime I eat other people's eggs, I find myself forcing myself to down the eggs out of respect. But I really don't want to eat other people's eggs. I'm not a scrambled scrambled eggs person. I actually didn't have my first set of scrambled eggs until like middle school. Scrambled eggs is not the egg style that we made within my household. We did like a hard fried egg like you crack the you know you crack two eggs in a bowl you beat the egg put some butter on the pan kind of like omelet style like a fried egg you know I really like um yes I really like fried eggs hard boiled eggs and then lately I've been I've been making eggs I think they're called like eggs fried hard but they'll still be a little bit runny in the middle so like you crack the egg directly onto the frying pan you flip the egg over right and then like, you let it sit for a little bit, you flip it over, and then you transfer that to your plate, and that's it. And then when you cut in the middle, like, some yolk runs out. That's really good for, like, a sandwich. I don't know why we're talking about breakfast. I mean, it's fucking... It's, <laughs> it's fucking 4 o'clock, but I made me a good breakfast today. Before we get into my breakfast, though, there, were, there was a lot of discussion about breakfast food on Twitter today. And I did see people arguing about whether or not... Whether pancakes are better than waffles i actually like waffles pancakes are cool too but i think that pancakes and waffles are pretty much the same thing now when we talk about french toast french toast goes the fuck in i love me some french toast french toast is good no matter where you go no matter who makes it french toast is great when i was in argentina and there was like this one restaurant that i would go to it was a a brunch breakfast place and I would always get the French toast and the French toast was immaculate after that experience I realized okay it doesn't matter where you go in the world I know that's only one other place but it doesn't matter where you go in the world French toast would be good I don't know if y'all have ever had French toast from IHOP IHOP French toast is so good I've actually never had anything else from IHOP but their French toast is banging French toast is just good so while you're sitting there trying to figure out is our pan- pancakes better than waffles fuck that conversation get you some French toast French toast, yes. I'm not going... My mom used to make French toast when we were younger. I've never actually learned to make French toast myself. That's something that I do need to learn. But let me tell you about my breakfast today because the reason to, I'm podcasting at 4 o'clock today is because I had a banging-ass breakfast. And afterwards, I laid the fuck down. After I eat some good shit, I always let the itis take over. I'm not the kind of person that wants to fight the itis, okay? Speaking of the itis, that's why I do struggle with work. Why don't I struggle with work? I struggle with working outside of my home, Right? I struggle with jobs that are not remote jobs because when you work remotely, you can eat as much as you want and you can lay down as much as you want. When you work in an office, you you got to be strategic about when you decide to take your lunch break. Because 
eating and you got to be strategic about what you have for lunch because eating too much is going to have you wanting to lay the fuck down somewhere and there ain't going to be nowhere to lay down. So when you eat at home, I mean, when you work at home, you get to eat at home, you get to lay down and you cool and you calm and relax. I hate fighting the itis, but let's get into it. Today for breakfast, I had, I got me some hash brown, I want to call them like hash brown patties. I don't know why I'm calling them hash brown patties. They're just like hash browns. Like they're the same size as like a McDonald's hash brown, frozen, right? Put those bitches in my air fryer. Give me three pieces of bacon. Put those bitches in my air fryer. If you don't have an air fryer in 2022, you got to upgrade your kitchen, honey. Air fryers make cooking so much easier. You put them bitches in there. You you just let them do what they do in the air fryer. You come back to them. The food's cool. Sometimes you do have to flip the food over. I did have to flip the bacon over and the hash pans over. So I guess all the time you have to flip the food over. But at the end of the day, it still gets the job done. And you don't have to be as attentive in the kitchen, right? You just set your timer. It does what it does and you're good. So we have the hash browns. We have the bacon. I also made me some hard fried eggs. So like I told you guys, you know, it's the cracking the two eggs directly onto the frying pan and then let those sit for a little bit, flip them over and then quickly transfer those to my plate. I took the hash browns and the bacon out of the fucking air fryer, put some sour cream on both hash browns. I had two hash browns, right? Put the sour cream on two hash browns on both hash browns. I had avocados I love I love avocados slice me some avocados put like two slices of avocados on each hash brown then I went in with the bacon put a slice of bacon on each the so one bacon one slice of bacon per hash brown the third bacon piece of bacon that I made was for my dog okay um then I grabbed the eggs that I made I put them on top of the pieces of bacon so I hope y'all can really envision what I had and then sprinkle some cheddar cheese on top of each um each hash brown, each set that I made, right? And then this is the kicker right here. Nobody's expecting this part. I grabbed me some honey. I squared it on each of them. And I had me a great fucking breakfast. Ooh, that shit was so motherfucking good. Um, I had it earlier this week. And I told Ashley, I was like, Ashley, I had this for breakfast. She go, she is my biggest hater. She going to say, <laughs> oh, you must have got that from TikTok or something. Like, okay. I got the idea from TikTok, but really all I saw on TikTok was somebody using hash browns for avocado toast. So the the meal on TikTok was super basic. It was just hash brown and avocado. So I did it up. I made me a double decker. I don't even know what you want to call it, but if you make it, tag me in it, post on your Instagram story at Constance the Pod and be like, Constance the Pod, put me on some shit. You got to make sure you put the honey. People don't notice, but honey is a great motherfucking substitute for syrup there was another argument on twitter people were asking each other like what would you do if there was no syrup how would you eat your pancakes and waffles i don't necessarily eat pancakes and waffles with honey but if you don't have syrup honey's gonna do you good when you put the honey over top of them eggs see y'all gotta grow up while y'all putting motherfucking ketchup on your eggs you need to be putting some honey i don't know about scrambled eggs but on a fried egg you put some honey on that bitch you eat that shit it's gonna be good and then you know because i had the bacon on there it was just good like nice savory and salty savory and sweet say nice savory and sweet breakfast meal so y'all can imagine after eating that the girl took her ass to fuck the sleep i watched me like 15 minutes of a Bel Air, probably 10 minutes of a, of a Bel Air episode. I watched it while I was eating because who the fuck eats without watching something, right? I'm the type of person that in order to eat, I do need to put something on, whether it's on YouTube or my phone, whether it's on fucking the TV. I got to have something to catch my attention to while I'm eating. Really give me the full experience. 
Speaking of Bel Air, you guys, it has taken me a very long time to finish Bel Air. I told you I started it last week. I don't know how many episodes there are in the season, but it's taken me forever. Now, I do want to talk about Bel Air for a second, but I do also want to get back to breakfast. I ain't mean to jump like that, but so I had a good breakfast, right? I told y'all the other day, I typically don't eat breakfast like that. I had breakfast around like 12. I want to know if y'all, first of all, I want to know what y'all eat for breakfast. Leave that down below in the comment section. Are y'all cookers? If you don't know how to cook, I'm going to tell you right now, you need to just, it's nothing to it. All you need to do is get on motherfucking Google, get on motherfucking TikTok, get you a recipe that's already on the internet. I know a lot of people like to act like all women should know how to cook. I'm not the kind of person that thinks all women should know how to cook. I think all people should know how to cook. I think it's a basic life skill. If you don't know how to cook, I think that's crazy. You should definitely know how to cook because it's fucking easy. All you do is you get on the internet, look up a recipe, you follow the recipe and you add some shit to it. If you don't have any idea how to cook, follow the recipe until you get comfortable in the kitchen and then start adding your own things to it. It's real simple and easy, you know. The internet nowadays can teach you how to do everything. So there should be no excuse on not knowing how to cook. Because when you sit and think about it, like, outside food is cool, but it ain't really that great all the time. You know, I love to cook. I think I throw down in the kitchen. And a lot of it is um, because I be on YouTube, TikTok. That's really where I be. You, I mean, I guess you can get on Google. Just look you up a recipe. Now, I ain't saying you got to know how to cook for anybody. Just know how to cook for yourself because it's a basic life skill. I think it's so simple, so basic. It like all genders should know how to throw down in the kitchen. If you don't know how to throw down in the kitchen, come on, get it right, get it done. Okay. Um. So we were talking about Bel Air. Bel Air is great. I really like. It's taking me a long time because I'm really bad. Like, watching TV is not something that I do. I can watch like, my ratchet reality TV shit on Sundays, right? But when it comes to watching an actual show after Sundays, like, any day outside of Sundays, I really can't watch TV like that. I can give a show a little bit of my attention. Then after that, I'm on to the next thing. Um, I'll, I'll say this about Bel Air. I think the cast is absolutely beautiful. Beautiful black cast. I think Bel Air has done a good job of depicting... a black family in a way that is not usually depicted in the media. Uh, there's a great sense of representation throughout the show. We see uh, black creatives within a household. We see politicians within a household. We see, you know, they have the LGBTQ representation. They have the mental health representation. I think it does a good job of just encompassing all the realities of life and really bringing attention to these issues without put like pushing it in your face. Like there are some shows you watch and it's like, okay, you just threw this in there and that's like too forced. Like sometimes the gay character is forced. Or sometimes the fucking mental health is forced. I don't know. Like I know all those things are normal. That sounds so weird saying, but sometimes some shit is forced on TV. You be looking and you like, okay. But on Bel Air, I think they do a good job of just like subtly throwing it in there and it just fits the fucking narrative like it makes sense it's not just a random thing that's thrown in there so I really like that especially because the original Fresh Prince of Bel-Air had not, like it, I don't even know the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air was just straight comedy that's the only reason you're watching it and you're not watching Bel-Air to gain any of these things I just think they did a good job of suddenly throwing in these um these hints of reality within the show if that makes sense whoo okay we got the bowl here. So I'm, ooh, hold up. Before we get to the bowl, 
basically see that tweet there was a tweet going around i've been talking about twitter a lot this morning barely but anyways there was a tweet going around it's a video of a white boy a little white boy he's at the house of his black neighbors and the nigga got a whip like a real live whip the whip that they would use i guess i don't even know where the fuck they got a whip it looked like the whip that you would use for like a horse anyways he's at the house door of the black people the neighbors are black he's at the door swinging the whip banging on the door like come the fuck outside the caption is this little boy or the tweet is this little boy showed to their house looking for their daughter in parentheses black with a whip so a white boy targeting a black little girl with a whip i watched this i'm not even gonna put the video on here because it's not really much to the video if you want to see it you can check out my twitter at black mocha b-l-a-c-k-m-0-c-h-a so the, the white boy is swinging the whip swinging the whip swinging the whip black mom comes out and like boy get, get away from my door before i call the police I saw that and I thought to myself, being a parent takes some fucking self-control because in that instance, I don't know what the fuck I would have did. I mean, I would have did the same thing. Little boy, get your ass from away from my motherfucking doorstep. You know, it's crazy. If you would have called the police, police wouldn't have came in time. Police would have came and act like it wasn't a big deal. Um, In the, the tweet that I have retweeted on my page, you'll check the thread and there'll be more videos from that day. So the parents then, like the black parents then go to the white neighbor's house, to the white boy's house, right? And they confront the dad of the white boy and they're like, hey, your son came to my house with a whip. We're trying to talk and get this all straightened out. The white dad is real combative. The white dad also pulls out a gun and I think he actually shoots fire. It was just some dumbass shit. And I'm just like, first of all, that's sad that the little boy came out with a whip because that means that he's been conditioned taught raised to believe that black people need whips use whips you know what i'm saying and beyond all that the white dad was taking no fucking he just didn't fucking care no accountability no he didn't even care to apologize like was just very combative that should just have me all the way fucked up i just feel like if i was a parent i don't know what the fuck i would have did like i said i probably would have just checked the little boy but at the same time that's just not enough because the white dad talking about in the other clips, the white dad's like, oh, well, my son says that your son jumped him. Like, that. no. I don't think you ever fix a racist mind. That's why I don't ever put too much energy in trying to combat. I don't even put any energy into breaking barriers within, like, not even breaking barriers. I don't ever try to correct a racist. Like, if you say some racist shit to me, it's just like, you got it. Like, you just got it. I'm not going back and forth with you about it because I don't believe that I can change your mind with my words. I think racists are at a, at a point in time, especially in this fucking generation, you're making a conscious decision to want to be racist. And that's cool. I just got to separate myself from you rather than trying to go back and forth with you to make you realize that your thought process about my skin color is immature immature incorrect inappropriate like i don't have time to go back and forth about it so i don't even know if i don't think there was a right way to handle the situation you can see how the whole thing transpires how the parents handle it but it's just it's just sad it's very sad that racism exists but i let that shit go fuck racists that's what i have to say definitely fuck them but i ain't putting no energy into correcting them that's the energy i got okay um I do want to get into the bowl. Yeah, let's get into the bowl. Because we haven't done the bowl in a really long time. Oh, 
I pulled out embarrassing stories. I feel like I've told y'all so many embarrassing stories, but when I think of the most embarrassing thing that has happened to me, I think about, I believe it was, I believe it was middle school. And y'all know in middle school, y'all know I was a bully at a point in time, right? So I think in middle school is when I began assuming the bully role. And not even bully, I think just more so being more vocal about was it middle school? I think it was like probably eighth grade. This was the point. This was the point in my life where I began to start being more vocal about things that rubbed me the wrong way. And Facebook was big this point in time. Right. So I remember there was one day on Facebook where somebody I think they were like writing on my Facebook wall or I don't know. Maybe they were posting mean shit. I don't know what I don't know exactly what they did, but they were saying some fucked up shit about me. Right. And so me and Brianna were like messaging each other back and forth trying to figure out who this person was i told you some motherfuckers are good at investigating and we were motherfucking investigators okay so we're investigating trying to figure out who is this person actually brown was probably at my house and we were sitting trying to figure out who the fuck is behind this this fake page it was a fake page at that so we're we're doing the research we're looking we're looking and we the like we found the email address linked to the account in like the contacts or something right and we recognize the name of the email address. We recognize the name in the email address. So, all right, we come to school. We're like, all right, bet we know exactly who made this page. We we didn't say anything in the morning at school. After school, on the bus home, we used to do like, what the fuck did we call it? Basically, like a read the room. Like we about to read you down. Anybody is up for grabs. Like anybody could be the target after school on the ride home. Right. So. I saved, we saved all of the energy for the ride home. On the ride home, I stand up and I'm like, okay, it has come to my attention that somebody on this, in the back of the bus is foo, phony, fake. That's what I stopped my long life today. I don't know exactly what the speech was. So I'm standing up and I'm like, you know, one of y'all is about to get it today. And everybody in the back of the bus is looking. They're like, oh my God, I hope it ain't me. I hope it ain't me. So I single out the boy that was, I single out the boy whose name was in the email address linked to the fake account, right? So I'm like, uh, your name was linked to the account. It's been revealed to me that you were in charge of the account. And he was just looking there scared or whatever. So I read the nigga down. I don't remember what the fuck I said. He was quiet. We just, you know, I just went on him however I needed to go on him. Was this the right thing to do? No. Mind you, we in the back of the bus standing up. I feel bad for school bus drivers because when they driving home a bunch of badass black, I want to say black, but we was black. When they driving home a bunch of ghetto ass kids and we were ghetto as hell, we were in the back of the bus just loud. You can't be standing up on the school bus. The, the bus driver telling us to sit down and be quiet and we just standing acting rowdy and ratchet. <laughs> That's embarrassing alone in its own, but I haven't even gotten to the embarrassing part. So I just read the nigga down, right? And so my ego was feeling myself. I was feeling myself and I started laughing, but for some, mind you, I'm standing up on the bus. So I started laughing and I think I had drank some water. So I'm drinking the water. I'm laughing. I don't know what happened on the bus, but all of a sudden I start choking. So I'm choking. Everybody's still laughing. I'm choking. I'm choking. I'm choking. I'm choking. And all of a sudden, bitch, I just start to vomit. I think cause I was choking and I was trying to cough out the chokes. So I just threw up every fucking where on the school bus and don't nobody want to be the person nobody wants to be the person that throws up on the fucking school bus i 
threw up. Everybody's like, ew, ew, ew. You know, niggas is getting up, jumping up to the front. We haven't even made it home yet. We still, we probably like five, ten minutes away from home. That was just so fucking embarrassing. Talk about karma. I'm the kind of person that I'll tell you, I don't necessarily know. I don't know. I think maybe karma does exist. You know, the energy you put out is the energy you receive. I don't spend too much time thinking about karma. But anyways, I got my karma that day because I went on. First of all, if karma exists, that's fucked up because he put out negative energy. I gave him the negative energy back and I got the negative energy right the fuck back because I threw the fuck up and I was embarrassed. And yeah, that was so fucking embarrassing. I remember the color of the vomit. I remember all of it. Niggas jumped up. Everybody was like ill. Everybody ran to the front. Everybody was laughing at me. So I went from laughing at the nigga that was trying to uh exposed me on the fake page everybody laughing at me and that was that's probably like the most embarrassing thing that has ever happened to me more so embarrassing because like I said nobody wants to be the person that threw up at school that threw up on the bus like you are not supposed to vomit in school unless you make it to a trash can or a toilet you really shouldn't be throwing up anywhere in public that's something that you say for your home you know Throwing up in public is embarrassing. Ew. I remember, I just said ew because I remember one time I was at like a PTA meeting with my mom. And this kid, we was eat, I didn't eat pretzels for a long ass time. They gave us pretzels, right? As like a snack. And one of the kids threw up and it smelled like pretzels. So I stopped eating pretzels for a long time. That's a whole nother different topic. But that's the most embarrassing thing that has ever happened to me. What's the most embarrassing thing that, thing that has ever happened to you? Yeah, I don't think anything has ever topped that time. I was really embarrassed that day that they exposed me with the naked, with the quote unquote naked pictures. They weren't really naked. I was more so embarrassed though because my little brother was like, why would you post those? And I was just thinking to myself, damn, that's embarrassing. I, did. I, to, I just felt bad more so. But the most embarrassing thing was the throw up story. So I want to know y'all's most embarrassing stories. <laughs> Leave them down below in the comment section. I'm going to go into the bowl one more time. I pulled out, is romance dead? I feel like romance is not dead. I think it's on a person-to-person -person basis, but I think it's really important that, like, you define what romance looks like to you. Because nowadays on social media, it's so easy to see what other people are doing. And I think Demetrius talked about this when Demetrius uh, was a guest on my podcast. He talked about how social media plays a big part in what people are expecting out of relationships. And that may be what some people do expect, but social media can also cause you to believe that that's something that you want when indeed it's not something that you actually care about. You know, envy and, and jealousy is a real thing and, and social media can elicit that emotion from within. So... Anyways, I think it's very important to make sure that you define romance to yourself. And, of course, date people that date people that um, can give you the romance that you're looking for and not just allowing any type of behavior because you want the attention or you want to be in the relationship. I think it's very important that you're very vocal, too, about your um, romantic expectations in a relationship initially so that you're not upset with somebody because they're not providing that because maybe they don't know. I think that's one thing too, to expect someone to do something for you without being vocal about it. I'm always, I'm always big on communication. I always talk to y'all about it, but I think it's very important, especially if you have an expectation in a relationship, whatever it is. I don't think you're ever, I don't think you should ever feel bad for wanting something in a relationship. Just be vocal about it so that if someone doesn't provide it, then you can know, okay, I need to leave this relationship. This person isn't going to, we're not compatible the way I would like it to be, you know? Um, I don't think any ask is too much. If you have an expectation, ask for it. And if the, if that person is meant for you, they'll um, try to match that. But I think romance looks different to everyone. And I really think it's dumb to, ex to accept bullshit, not bullshit, but to accept behavior from someone that you aren't actually looking for, that you don't actually like. I don't know. Romance is definitely real. Um, I really love 
when doors are open for me. I love when I don't have to pump my gas. Chivalry is not dead at all either. You just got to find that person that's down to do that shit for you. Um, coming from um, someone that dates women, I think I saw romance a lot in being with women. I never really was in a real relationship with a guy. So I don't know. I don't want to speak too much about gender. But I do know in dating women, I, that's where I saw romance. A lot of romance. Um Romance, chivalry, respect. Don't get me wrong. Some people that really didn't have any respect, but um, I just don't think romance is dead. And you can find it how where you can find it. You just got to know what you're looking for, and definitely don't let somebody else's expectation of romance dictate what you're expecting. Yeah, because I think it's really easy to do that too. I'm sitting here and I'm thinking because it's, it's making me think about just um, something else in general. But I know I have it in the bowl, so I don't want to touch on it until I pull it out of the bowl. But let's go ahead and run a brief intermission. And then we'll come back. And then we'll talk about more shit. And then we'll end today's show, okay? Run the brief intermission. If you're still here, that means you fuck with today's episode. So if you need advice, call in, all right? 240-587-3186. Call in, leave me a voicemail, and I'll address it in the next episode. Again, the number is 240-587-3186. Before we get back into the episode, make sure you like, comment, and subscribe if you are watching this on YouTube. And if you're tuned in on podcast streaming platforms, make sure you leave a review and a rating. All right, let's head back into today's episode. All right, you guys, we are back. So we were just talking about romance. I want to say this one thing. Don't ever let anyone make you feel bad for wanting romance. Like if you tell your partner that you're expecting something and they don't deliver on that, first of all, don't let them tell you that that is a stupid ask or make you feel bad for asking for it. And then for two, like I said, if they don't give you what you're asking for, let them go. I really do leave whenever things are unsettling to me. I think I'm really, we talked about like escape mechanisms last week right on top of me going to sleep when shit ain't going my way I do be walking the fuck away but this is the thing I walk away after I've communicated something like if I let you know that something throws me off and your energy is still like constant fuck you then I will get up and go I had a situation when I was in a lot of the times I think I learned this about me in college especially I think in college is when I kind of got the balls to remove myself from situations that didn't really satisfy me um in, in college, I had some, I had two girls as roommates. You ever been in a situation where like you want to, you want to do the thing. You're getting a lot of signs or maybe not even signs, just the energy within you. Like your intuition is telling you do not do this thing. But you're like, man, let me just do it because maybe that's just, maybe I don't know what I'm talking about. You ever have that type of feeling? So I had that feeling with this situation, right? Um, School was getting back into session. I really wanted to live off campus. I found these two girls that I did not know, never met them before. Um, I didn't know anybody that knew them either. They were just two girls. They had a place, and I was like, hey, I'll come in. The The rent was cheap, and the rent was cheap. The location wasn't ideal, but it was okay. Excuse me. So I move in with them, even though everything inside of me is telling me not to do it. But because I was so pressed to live off campus, I just went with it, right? And so I get to live with the girls. The girls are cool, but there were slight things that kind of blew me. Like, I'm low-key a neat freak. I don't like dishes piling up in the sink. But I'm also the kind of person that when I share a living space with people, I'm not really too vocal about my expectation on cleanliness just because 
Well, I think that that's why I messed up. I think I learned going forward to be vocal about it. But in this instance, I didn't say too much because uh, I was coming into their space. Um, it was like a sublet situation or whatever. And uh, so I was, I didn't, I didn't like let them know that I liked things. Actually, I think I did commute. I think I did say, hey, I'm really clean. Like in our initial conversation, I think I did let them know like, hey, um, I'm big on cleanliness, da 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 But when I was living with them, I wasn't like, okay, wash these dishes, wash these dishes. I never signed up to be anybody's mom. I don't ever want to create an environment where people feel like um, I am their mom or trying to be their mom. And I just don't have the energy in me to be keep to constantly keep telling people to do shit. So if I expect dishes to be washed, I wash my dishes. I don't wash the other dishes and I keep it moving. Like I keep my space and the things that I use clean, you know, bathroom and stuff included, even if I do share a bathroom, like I'll be the one to take it upon myself to clean, but I'm not going to go out of my way to like bicker and nag and complain. Okay. So there were small things that I noticed that I didn't like, but it wasn't a huge make or break for me. And then time passed and I go like, um, I'm checking the mail one day and I see the utilities bill and stuff like that. So I asked them if it was cool if I just opened it. I asked them because they didn't have my name on the the letter so I you know I wanted to make sure that it was cool with them so they're like yeah I open it and I see that the last month that the month how can I say this the month prior to the month listed on that utilities bill I covered like all of the shit and they didn't pay for anything so that rubbed me the wrong way so I had let them know hey I don't really fuck with the fact that like y'all didn't communicate to me that we were behind well really they were behind and I came in adding to the behindness, but I didn't really add to the behindness on the rent. I paid my shit. As a matter of fact, I'm the one who paid the balance the last month without them notifying me of that, right? So I paid, they didn't pay. And on top of that, they had already been behind. So I'm helping them pay for the shit that they were behind on and they didn't tell me that. All right, so I get home. We all get home and we talk to them about it. And I think I fucked up at this part because I was like, all right, we'll all work towards paying the next month like paying the, the the bill that we had. And then I sat with that and I was like, I didn't really like that. So I told them I didn't really fuck with that and that they should pay the next month because they didn't pay the month prior. And they didn't really like that. And that's fine. I think as I sit back and I think about it, I'm like, I probably should have just not made a big deal about it. But that shit threw me off, okay? So I probably shouldn't have flip-flopped is the issue. But anyways, that shit threw me off. So after that, I, they were, I guess they were best friends allegedly. So they took it upon themselves to give like real catty ass behavior, right? I don't even remember what the fuck they were doing. It really wasn't phasing me, but it was enough for me to realize like, okay, I can't be in this environment. I really, I'm telling you like low vibrational activity really does not mesh with me. I can't be around it. I can't fuck with it. I can't do it. All right. You determine what low vibrational is to you, but in my eyes, the shit they was on was low vibe. I don't remember what the fuck it was to be exact. It was so long ago, but I remember they were doing shit that was rubbing me the wrong way. So, bitch, I up and I left. I um put that I put that room on, up on Craigslist, and I found a sublet in like a week. And I remember I told them I'm like, all right, I'm moving out. They were like, let us meet the person that you're putting into the room. I did not do any of that shit. I said, fuck you guys. Whoever moves in, moves in, and I'm getting the fuck out. But my biggest thing is I do get the fuck out. When I had that crazy rumor that I told y'all about, I was out the next week. Like, I don't play that shit. If you're going to do some fucked up shit, I ain't even going to go back and forth with you. You win. You can have it. I'm out. I'm really the type of person that'll leave some shit behind. Like, I've had friends that'll, like, break up with somebody or they'll have a bad experience with somebody. And they'll be like, I got to go back and get my shit. Like, I will leave my shit if that means that I can have my sanity. I do not care about shit that I can replace I will leave 
my things so fast to remove myself from a situation. So I brought that up to say that me, girl, I leave. So if something ain't sent right with you, please, by all means, leave. Don't feel like you got to go back and forth with people and try to make things work, especially if you've already communicated. Like, leave room for that communication. Y'all talk about it. But if after speaking on this thing, there's been no change in the other person's actions, dip the fuck out. I dip the fuck out always. Okay. Remember we talked about non-negotiables? Y'all should have those non-negotiables for a couple, for romantic relationships, for friends, for work, for anything. If something don't sit right with you, get your ass the fuck on and go. Um, yes. My job prior to the one that I got fired from, I definitely dipped the fuck out because shit wasn't sitting right with me. You know what pissed me off with that last job too? I went to them as a woman and I told them, hey, this is unsettling with me. And you know what they told me? They were like, well, you just gotta, you gotta deal with that. So when I put in my, um, Two weeks right after, they were like, Constance, what's going on? Like, what what happened? Can we speak about it? I'm thinking to myself, did y'all think that I sat with y'all the week before to tell y'all that I was upset with the way shit was going? Y'all thought I did that for, I did that for kicks. Y'all didn't realize that I was really going to be out. And I, they tried to keep me there. They took me to dinner and everything. They were nice people. It was just like the work. I just wasn't fucking with the work and what they were doing to me. Um, they tried to get me to stay, but fuck them. Not fuck them, but fuck that job. Um, yeah, I just be going. I go for anything and everything. So if something ain't right with you, y'all dip the fuck out. All right, let's get into advice column submissions. I hope the roommate story made sense. That's so that shit was so dumb. Though that whole situation was so dumb. I I should, my insides said not to move in with those girls, but I moved in with those girls and I just I was just so pressed to have somewhere to get high. That was it for real, for real. That's the really the reason why I moved in with them. So we're on advice column submission. It's a Reddit. Today's advice column submission reads, Dear Constance, my husband had over 10 plus car accidents or just plain neglect and care. Since we've been married, I've had two Volkswagen Beetle convertibles for over 10 plus years in perfect condition. I sold it because my teenager didn't want it. And in 2014, I bought a GMC Arcadia, which is in excellent condition. I maintain it well all the time. In 2020, his sister gave him $3,000 to buy himself a used truck. It was in great condition. He ran in he ran it in the ground, had two accidents in two weeks, running red lights. I was glad he wasn't driving. Now he screams and yells and throws tantrums that I need to help him buy a car. I have two driving teens that I just got a personal loan to buy two used cars for. One daughter lives with her father, so sharing wasn't an easy option. My oldest got a small job to pay her insurance, which was very responsible. Am I wrong for not buying my husband a car and stop driving him all over to his jobs at all hours of the night? Personally, you are not. I, I would say that you are not wrong. I have to question this. He have, if he got a job and he got all these jobs, you said he got jobs throughout all the hours of the night. He ain't saving up for his own car. It ain't nothing to say. First of all, the nigga is irresponsible. You will be stupid to let him drive your cars. Because if I'm not mistaken, you said you did let him drive a car and he fucked that shit up. No, his sister bought him, helped him buy a car and he fucked that shit up. That nigga is irresponsible. No, he don't get to drive your cars because he going to fuck your shit up. He can save up. He can get his shit together. Like, I would tell you honestly... If he hadn't shown so many signs of being irresponsible, then yeah, I would have helped him. I would have told you like help him get a car because that's, you know, your husband. But his past has shown that he cannot keep a car. So you're just going to help him get a car for it to be fucked up in two weeks. Like who the fuck goes through that many cars? 10 plus car accidents. That nigga don't need a car. Like I'm surprised his license hasn't been suspended yet. He don't need a car. No. So. You're not wrong. Y'all also might need to figure out what's going on with the temper tantrums and get help on that. It might be looking like leave the nigga, but y'all know. 
couples therapy or just sit and talk about it and just explain to him why you're not getting him a car have you explained to him that you believe that he's irresponsible and that he should get his own car he should get his own personal loan to get a car if his finances aren't in order to get his own car or his credit isn't in good condition to get a loan he don't need a car because the nigga's just irresponsible that sounds fucked up um I don't know. Like, just because you married to somebody don't mean you got to break your back for them. Like I said, you ain't got to break your back for family. You ain't got to break your back for anybody, especially if they've proven to not be able to maintain the shit that you get for them. Yeah. It's a sticky situation because it's your husband, but I would just talk to him and let him know exactly why you are not buying him a car, exactly why you're not helping him get a car. And if he can't understand that and he wants to continuously throw temper tantrums, y'all can consider divorce or counseling. Okay. Um, so that is my stance on that. Yes. Okay. Um, if y'all have advice for this person, leave it down below in the comment section. If you need advice, give me a call two four zero five eight seven three one eight six. Oh, and lastly, that nigga can motherfucking get an Uber. Like nigga, get an Uber to work. Get an Uber to work, take the bus, or nigga, get jobs that allow you to work within the time frame to get a to take a uber or the bus or a train because you cannot keep a car if you give that nigga a car that nigga gonna break the car in two weeks okay so if you need advice give me a call 240-587-3186 or you can click the link down below in the description box or you can click the link in my instagram bio at constance the pod click on that link it'll take you to my advice column and they can leave an anonymous submission all submissions will be addressed here on this podcast okay we're oh hold up y'all All right, we in the Let's Get Deep box. I'm just going to pull one today. You already answered that. Um, This one says, how would your parents describe you? I feel like my parents would probably say, my mom would probably say that I'm smart, I'm a hard worker, and... She'd probably say something along the lines of I'm strong, but I think the strength will be referring to like physical strength. <laughs> Cause anytime I'm like carrying groceries or something, she's always like, wow, you're so strong. My mom would probably say I'm like independent. She'll probably give you guys all the right traits about me. Independent, uh, hard worker, intelligent, beautiful. I just think that she doesn't actually know who I am. If that makes sense. Maybe she does. I mean, she's seen different faces of me in life. I just don't talk a lot to her. I don't know. Maybe she could describe me. Yeah. Maybe I'll ask her to describe me later on today if I feel like talking to her in that way. Um, <laughs> I probably won't ask, but maybe one day I will. I said I was just going to do one, so I'm going to leave it at that. How would y'all parents describe you? Comment them down below in the comment section. Um, dang, is that the end of the show? I guess that's the end of the show. If you guys need advice, as I've already said before, give me a call to 405 Leave me a review and a rating after today's show. I love you guys. I appreciate you guys. Follow me on Instagram at Constance the Pod. Follow me on TikTok at Constance the Pod. Follow my personal social media pages at Black Mocha, B-L-A-C-K-M-0-C-H-A. I'm on Instagram. I'm on TikTok. I'm on Pinterest and I'm on Twitter. If you want to see the bitch, did you see that tweet where the little boy was uh, hitting the door with the whip? Follow me on Twitter at Black Mocha, B-L-A-C-K-M-0-C-H-A. 
Subscribe to Constance the Podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm available on YouTube. If you would like to watch me, just search for Constance the Podcast. And if you want to listen to me on the go and you don't want to stay in the podcast app, you can search for Constance the Podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Screenshot this, post it on Instagram story, tag me, let me know you made it this far. I love you guys. I appreciate you guys. And uh, please remember to leave me a review and a rating. I'll see you in tomorrow's episode.